Hey everybody, it's your boy Avocado 2.0 and I'm back with a very special episode of The Factor. It is our last episode of season one and before we dive into the facts of season two, I really am so happy to be here today. I've received so much good, positive, um, constructive feedback for this platform we've shared so many facts about certain things we got people talking and deliberating about solutions to some of the communication problems we're having it's been a great journey so far and i'm just so happy that we get to continue and share the facts and just really open up with each other and i think that's really the important part about this podcast or just podcast in general it gives you a more real realistic or reality view of what people are feeling or going through or the experiences that they've had or just the reality of what we all are facing right now in the world so shout out to podcasts right and shout out to people who tune into the podcast like you um but before we get into the facts of this episode i just want to send a big shout out to all of my listeners um you guys really are motivating me to keep this going and like i said in my very first episode this is still very new to me and i'm still learning and you know working with my voice or whatever and all the little gadgets on this app but um yeah we're here and we're about to dive into some facts this is the factor and i will be back so i'm back it's avocado 2.0 and we're diving into a very special episode of the factor like i said it's our last episode of season one and we're going to dive into some facts but before i do that i would just want to shout out joe biden and kamala harris and send them some strength and some positive energy for their journey and the road to the white house here in america um it's been a trying and very difficult year for all of us around the world but especially you know i'm american so i can only speak from my reality but especially for us here in america we've seen a lot of um just unnecessary toxic energy flowing around this country for the last (laughs) four years almost so um shout out to what we're about to do as far as you know hopefully changing the direction of what this wonderful country kind of represents and also where we're headed right now because clearly we're going down like a very dark hole and you know with holes and things you can get deep but getting yourself out may sometimes take a little longer so if we can stop um, the sinking of the most beautiful country um, I guess the the way the, the fabric was woven to be and that can even be controversial so don't get me started on that but for the most part america is a beautiful place because of all the people um that are here that are genuine and mean well and really want to live you know good for their children and for their families etc right like i said i can go on and on about it but today we are talking about friends with benefits and i know that when we hear that we automatically go to friends that have sex with each other right and that for um for some reason bothers me um because i was doing that before my research into this area um of lifestyle and what i discovered was that you know i had it all wrong you know benefits 
we should always think of them as being a, a very broad or big spectrum of what benefits can mean or whatnot, right? So benefits can mean something totally different to me than it does to you or to someone else. So when we hear friends with benefits, we shouldn't automatically assume friends that have sex. So that's the first fact that I want to share with everyone, that it is a fact that if you're friends with benefits that you're not necessarily just having sex um, with each other, but maybe benefiting each other in a different way that is not um, rooted in sexual contact or whatever. Um, But we have to be real and know that friends with benefits, it is what it is, right? For the most part, the common definition of that is friends who have sex with each other and um, really are not in like a romance or some type of committed relationship. So pretty much like an open relationship with one of your friends. Um, We're going to get into how um, that can even happen after being in a relationship with a person um, and turning into uh, friends and then having those benefits still that kind of was a part of that romance. But nowadays, you know, sex is the icing on the cake for some friendships. Um, And I get it because, you know, you have people who are friends that are very close and right now everyone is keeping their distance but also being very open and honest because we have time now. Everything's slowed down. No one's working. Well, people are working, but, you know, people have time to kind of process their relationships with people and um, the relationship of friendship with you know, sexual benefits has become increasingly popular. And what is underlying that is that there's an attraction and it's not necessarily a relationship. Is the relationship beneficial if you're having sex with each other and knowing that things can kind of go left or right? Um, But it's a complex emotional experience and romance love involves like two basic patterns right praiseworthiness and attractiveness right so for us who may not understand like those two patterns praiseworthiness pretty much being you know positive appraisal of a personal characteristics or um just personal things about that person um just praising that you enjoy that about that person um and then attractiveness. I mean, we know what that means, right? Um, but for those of us who may need some clarity on that, an attraction to an external uh, external appearance, right? So, like, usually before you get to know someone, like, the first thing you do see is their outer appearance. So you can't help but to be stimulated in some type of way by what you're seeing. Um, you know, while the first pattern, which is... <clears throat> crazy, uh, crazy, <laughs> praiseworthiness, um, underlies friendship. The second underlies sexual relationships, and um, romantic love combines the two types of evaluations in a, a profound and intimate manner. And genuine romantic love involves a profound caring and a commitment to at least try seriously to maintain the relationship. So I know that's a lot to even just kind of settle in. So 
we're gonna take a small break but when we get back we're gonna dive back into this and um go into more detail about this um friends with benefits you know what does it mean to be friends with benefits when you're having sex and uh with that person and what does it mean to be friends with benefits when you're not having sex with that person or have any type of sexual chemistry um in the conversations that you're having with this person that is a friend so We'll be back. It's The Factor season finale, our last episode of season one. I'm super excited, and we could not be ending with a better topic. Super spicy, Um, but we're going to get into some facts. I'll be back. It's Avocado 2.0. So I'm back, it's Avocado 2.0, and we are diving into some more facts on our season finale, our final episode of season one. Um, We're talking about friends with benefits and how even that definition can mean different things to different people, and um, we are allowing people to identify and to communicate um, the differences that we all have when it comes to certain uh, terms like friends with benefits, right? That can be a broad term, very universal thing, depending on where you're from, you know, what type of lifestyle you're living, that definition can vary. Um, But right before I left off, we were talking about how some relationships require genuine romantic um energy and it's like it involves profound caring and commitment and seriousness to maintain that relationship and these types of relationships include sexual relationships friendship and also romantic love right and unlike casual sexual affairs romantic love is a serious matter um, friendship is also not as casual um, of a relationship as some of us may think. We do not make friends with all of the people we come in contact with, all our acquaintances and such. So friendship, you know, pretty much is built over a course of time. And from there, you know, your casual acquaintances can become more less casual or whatnot. And you kind of identify what that person uh, means to you as far as in your life, whether they're a friend or someone you want to get to know better. But however, you know, as friendship refers to a less comprehensive interaction between two people or more people, it requires a less comprehensive commitment than romantic love as well. So, you know, we have to pay attention to the separation, right? Because some of us, we, you know, and I'm pro, you know, being a friend and and things like that before you get into something serious you really want to get to know the person and things like that but at some point there is a boundary that is um drawn or whatnot and then you know you have to kind of determine when you cross that boundary so when do you cross that line of saying like hey now i've collected enough information um and i think that i want to you know kind of take it further or even if it's not something romantic it can be even just simply a friendship that you want to get to know a person and maybe more private things about them and you just feel like now um, that you guys spend a lot lot of time with each other and you know have built this uh, consistent relationship of you know seeing each other and things like that you may want to go to the next level with that person so it doesn't always have to include um, something that's romantic when we are trying to cross those lines of getting to know people um, but 
In addition to the relationships of casual sex, friendship, and romantic love, another possible relationship—excuse <coughs> me—another possible relationship is that of a friendship plus, or what is known as a friendship with benefits, right? And this is what we're talking about today. Such a relationship is is very common among young people in their 20s and possibly even younger. Um, a lot of people have been doing research, and some of that research suggests that over. 50% have, like, of young people have these type of uh, relationships at least once, um, and and it, it really does occur among the age groups, um, other age groups as well, but um, it prevails both among young people in that phase of life who are not ready to take, you know, this committed relationship and things like that, so... Um, It has a lot to do with maturity and um, things like that. But it does happen with older folks, right? Um, And friends with benefits, you know, in an older relationship, there's probably more communication, more, you know, less, you know, (laughs) emotional attachments and stuff, right? NSA, the whole no strings attached thing. Um, So adults would probably speak more. And not, not saying people in their 20s aren't adults. It's just the more fact of... You know, we all go through these things and we build uh, our character through um, experiences. And sometimes in our early 20s, we're not making those uh, decisions that are best for um, a healthy lifestyle. And also, some of us in our 20s don't know how to really communicate um, with ourselves or with other people. So, um, but I, I can draw that comparison as, you know, I'm still young myself and I can still remember my early 20s and kind of thinking about that. No, I have not had a friend with benefits before in a romantic way or even in a casual way. All my friends, um, I think we all benefit each other um, in, in some way or form and it doesn't involve any sexual um, <laughs> action or chemistry and stuff like that. But and friends with benefits, you know, the friendships and the benefits are, you know, typically non-exclusive, right? So these reoccurring sexual or near sexual activities are non-exclusive to the two people or peoples that are in the situation. So we have to understand that it's a certain level of one danger, 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 um, because you can be getting emotionally attached to this person that you're just freely, um, kind of having fun with or whatnot but then you can come across someone that you really like and now you have to kind of get yourself out of this friends with benefits situation so i'm gonna let that sit and let us digest that for a little bit and i'm gonna come back i'm gonna play a little tune um it's the season final season uh no final <laughs> final show of the season um we have definitely so many more seasons to come but I will be back as Avocado 2.0. You're listening to The Factor. So I'm back as Avocado 2.0. And we are diving into the fact of friends with benefits. This is happening. This is a thing. Um, And it's been a thing. It's not anything that's brand new. Um, But we're diving into some of the facts and talking about friends with benefits. And right before we took a break, I was speaking about um, possibly being in a scenario where you have to get out of this situation um, that you're in, right? This entanglement of some sort with your 
friend with benefits now that you possibly want to go back to your partner or possibly meet somebody that you, uh, you know, want to kind of get to know better. And now you want a clean slate, you know. Um, So this friends with benefits relationship could easily turn into a messy relationship where we have to ask ourselves, is a messy relationship better than no relationship at all? And that's like either a sexual relationship or even a friendship or some type of relationship with that person that you were sharing this experience with. And, you know, I think that we all have like this desire to have like a perfect relationship at, at some point, um, whether it's a friends with benefits relationship, a romantic love relationship or a friendship. There's always this idea of having this like perfect relationship. And, you know, with all of us thinking about this, um, we tend to go out and seek out these different things and other people to, to find this, this scenario that is perfect for us and within another person. And we have to really kind of open up our minds to think that that will never happen. And I'll be avocado 2.0 will be the first one to tell you that sometimes, you know, you can go out and want to, and really look for, you know, people, that are like-minded, that share similar interests, that, you know, are equally committed and, you know, just people that you feel like you could never really argue with, you know, and you go out there and you find that and you come across people, you become friends and these friends tend to have these qualities that you like. So you're naturally going to be attracted to them because that's what you're attracted to. Like you're attracted to certain qualities that they, um, show you or share with you while they're around you and so it's easy to become um, in a relationship with your friend that can turn into something sexual especially if there's trauma involved or like a breakup or just extra amount of isolated time spent amongst each other and stuff like that I'm a strong believer in that chemistry can flow you know you never know with those underlining feelings as um, human beings we tend to put in categories like well this is my friend so I love her this way or this is my friend I love him this way or um, I shouldn't be thinking this about my friend but in all reality you're a human being so you're going to naturally think about certain things and don't get me wrong we have those friends that we know that we would never think of in that way or whatnot but you know, we're still comfortable with talking to them about when they are having sex with other people. I know we've all been in scenarios with our friends that we've never thought of sexually or looked at that way, but we were completely comfortable with speaking to them about their sexual experiences. And I'm telling you, well, for my friends or my experience, a lot of my friends get pretty graphic on, you know, how things go down. So you kind of have to kind of visualize in a way or you're forced to visualize in a way, um, the scenario playing out in, you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable to think of a person in that way and you might not want to have those type of conversations with that friend. And that kind of creates the boundary or draws the line. So, um, we're going to hear from one of our listeners, um, that sent in a note about this topic. Um, I think that you got, you all will, appreciate hearing her perspective and hopefully the the note is loaded up before um the end of the day so i can include it in this episode but if not you know i'll definitely share it on our instagram page at the fact apart but right now i want everyone to visualize you know um just 
your perfect relationship? What the, what does that look like? What should it look like? Um, and if you're in a relationship, uh, you know, compare that to the relationship you're in, and you know, share with me. Go to um, go to Instagram and the Fact the Pod, and let me know how do you feel about this. Like, you know, what is your idea of a perfect relationship? And if you're in a relationship. What can make your relationship a little bit more perfect? Because we know that it's not. So um, let's uh, take a break and I'll be back. So I am back. It's Avocado 2.0. And I hope you guys are enjoying this new episode and the final episode of season one of The Factor. We are talking about friends with benefits. And I think... Starting out um, the factor with relationships and communication and culture and identity and stuff like that and ending with friends with benefits, I really do want to stress that friends with benefits is not only a scenario that includes sex or sexual contact or flirting, flirting energy and all that extra stuff. Friends with benefits can really mean um, something different to different people um, from different experiences and friends can really, um, you can benefit from friends in different ways and um, always just, you know, having sex and stuff like that. So don't get it twisted, but we know the main uh, terminology is used in a way of, you know, when friends are having sex with each other and things like that. So I'm so happy that we were able to, you know, talk a little bit about it um, and really kind of understand how some some of this can be taken and how you know we should kind of look at it and things like that I personally want to end this episode with you know having everyone kind of visualize you know what they desire to have in a, a relationship with anyone what they desire to um, receive from another person um, in a relationship, whether it's a friends with benefits or friendship or a uh, family ship or something like that. Um, but these things are important because when we start to identify what is it that we desire or what we want and what we need in our lives, some of these scenarios become obsolete. So we don't need to um, worry about uh, that friend secretly liking us and stuff like that, right? Because we're helping that friend secretly find out what they need in life. Um, tell them to tune into the, the fact of pot. And if they need some help um, discovering that. But we really do need to deep, um, dive deep um, into what it is that we really want. Because I think that that's what happens is that um, a lot of people have a lot of wants. And one person can can't fulfill that and I don't believe one person should have the pressure or the burden of trying to fulfill that and from my personal view I feel that though there are certain qualities that I like in people whether friends lovers etc when I am looking for someone to be with to share myself romantically with I automatically know that we're not going to be exactly the same and I think that's more attractive to me than anything else Um, and it's not intimidating it's very encouraging because there's mystery there's curiosity there's a lot of stuff you can learn about someone that 
truly is possibly your opposite and i think that those relationships tend to last a little bit longer because you're really genuinely getting to know the person because you're you know you're different and so if you had someone that you kind of expected to you know act a certain way and you kind of know what to expect from this person it would be kind of boring and then you guys start start to clash or you start to look other places like your friends and other things for those um to fill those voids so I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this season. It means so much to me that um, I've been able to do this and be able to build this platform and really um, use my voice to share the facts and the facts only. I really appreciate all of the people who have reached out to me personally and have um, even had those side conversations with me to dive deeper into the facts of some of these topics that we've talked about on The Factor. I really appreciate just the idea of people being willing to listen and to understand different perspectives and and also understanding that we have to continuously uplift and educate each other and that's the only way things will change. We can no longer tolerate the ignorance of not knowing or not feeling confident enough to speak, um, speak up or to speak your piece. So this is Avocado 2.0. It's been a great season of The Factor, and we will be back with a brand new season of The Factor, a brand new episode of The Factor. I, trend, I genuinely, sincerely appreciate and thank all of you guys for listening. This is Avocado 2.0, and remember to share the facts and the facts only.